audio leakage. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Wynn. We have so much to cover. Do we? Yeah. Have things been going on? We've uh, we've been not recording. We haven't recorded a in a little bit. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Yeah. I think we're going to be soon back yes. on regular scheduled programming. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. And in fact, uh, I don't know if you can tell listeners, but we're actually recording in person. Perhaps a little bit preemptively because... Well, we have both been vaccinated the first time. We have not been vaccinated the second time yet. That's correct. Yes. Uh, so we're really rolling the dice here, even though we actually see each other quite often. Pretty often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And that is great news. We were able to get vaccinated. And we're going to be fully yeah. vaccinated uh, in a couple of days. Yeah. So Me. You first. A, so, a singular day. But I, you a couple, I suppose. Yeah, I had to get vaccinated the second time the day after because I wanted to see what happens to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if your blood doesn't congeal uh, into a solid... I mean, I'm living proof of the great experiment of getting all three vaccines Mm -hmm. at once. It's really best to load up. Yeah, yeah. I want to be extra safe. Yeah, I've read that on a web medical doctor. So we went far. You might be asking... How did you get vaccinated? Yeah, and we we uh, uh, this is not what the whole show is about, but this does tie into the cars. We went to a town called Gatesville, and yeah. it was basically it was they had a surplus. They the Texas cannot transfer them between counties, um, and they just were vaccinating anyone that made an appointment that came, and we came, and it was a three and a half hour drive for us. It was very, very far. Very far, and you volunteered to drive. We took your LX470, Yeah. Uh, and then we made the day of it. I think we left here at like 11, and we got did. back at I figured that 8.30 p.m. One of these, t- one of these days, uh, the car that I buy for actually traversing between cities we actually use it for that once because like the wagon, I mm-hmm. never did that. Mm-hmm. The GTI, I never did that. They came in a couple of times. Yeah, we went to Austin yeah. in it once. You yeah. probably took it one or two more times. Yeah, yeah. So, but this one is supposed to be the long haul vehicle. In fact, uh, in the last year, I put on 1,500 miles, I think. And so this significantly added yeah. percentage wise to, uh, that was like 700 uh, miles round trip. Wow. Wow. I think. Yeah. So that was pretty far yeah. for us. Um, but it couldn't have been 700. I don't, I think I'm making that. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm, com- I'm like confounding these numbers. It took us, Four or it's, we were in the car for seven hours. Yes. Yes. But it was I like felt every minute. Yes. <laughs> it was more like three or 400 miles maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. Easily, I could see 400. I think so. Um, it's hard to, We'll never be able to confirm this because we the have first, no means by which to was just getting calculate distances digitally. House. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the car performed. It's a comfortable cruiser yeah. uh, for the it. land. You drove it. I stayed awake despite. I did not. Yes. It was uh, one of those like, okay, well, you drive now, and I'll I'll stay awake and talk to you so that you stay awake, and then I immediately got in the passenger seat and fell asleep. <laughs> it was a long day. It was, I mean, it was very, um, 
I don't know. It was, I mean, it was amazing getting the shot. It was yeah. really amazing because we, we pulled into this, we see this tent and we pulled up and we still, we did not like when we registered, we didn't know if we were actually going to get the shot. Like, yeah. we'd be like this seems too good to be true. This seems sketch. This is not going to happen. And we were like, well, we're going to go. And we figured it was like 50, 50, it would work out. And we get there, we, we see this tent, they give us the paperwork and we fill out all the stuff we'd already filled out online. Yeah. We're like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to complain. And then she collects the paperwork. And then it was like, she just like had like a fanny pack, just pulls out a shot and you're like, and it was like, oh, this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I was looking at you and I turned around and she had the needle ready just yeah. through the window. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that worked out really well. And I didn't tell you this, but like, because we were going to like a small town in the middle of Texas, I actually did bring additional documentation for myself just in case. They were like, I don't know about this ID. So I had my social security card and birth certificate in my Oh, backpack wow. just in case well thanks uh, for leaving me out to dry like, yes in, just in case they did need that yeah you yeah you you are a particular darker shade of caucasian tan kevin <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have to uh really think about that one but um yeah no it it we it the whole process was like 30 minutes and, and that includes the 15 minutes of waiting after yes yeah, so we drove there three and a half hours it was 30 minutes uh in and out and then three and a half hours straight back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's, I mean, like it gave us basically a month's lead time because they're about to open up. Yeah. But so anyways, this is not we new for COVID-19. This is new for... We, this is new for 96. 96. Hello, welcome to our, our podcast. And according to J.B. Powell and Associates, uh, we are ranked least satisfying content on their list. Oh. Not, this is JD's brother, by the way, <laughs> JB. Uh, the plaque is so nice. Yeah. You shined it up with the polish. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it, it was great. handwritten in marker, mm -hmm. but yes. it was very nice handwriting. Well, I was going to say, we didn't experience, we only had one uh, side effect from the vaccine. Yeah. And it was that you came back and decided to sell <laughs> You decided you no longer want this Land Cruiser. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, this was the car that I had bought, finally. I'm going to keep a car for years on end. Unlimited mileage. This is the million mile car. Uh, I've had 1,500 miles in the last year and I've decided to sell it. Um, that is, uh, I'm not good at math, but I think that's like, like not even 1% of the car's mileage. No, it is not. You've not added, you've added like not even half a percent. You've added like may, maybe half a percent. Yeah. What is math? Because yeah. it has 230,000 miles on it. Uh, so if it, so you put 1,500 miles, that's maybe like, yeah. uh, like 0.7%. Something like that. Yeah. Someone write in and tell us what percentage that actually is Ooh, because we be can't good. calculate it here despite having calculators on the table yes um but so here's the thing about the lx i do like it and when i bought it i bought it for the idea of what it was like it was this iconic you know all-terrain vehicle essentially like it is it's steeped in heritage uh it is very durable classically so and so i think it's a continuation of your uh Celsius lifestyle. Yeah, uh, with the naturally aspirated V8 lifestyle, uh, where the V8 is not for acceleration, but just for hauling around heft. So, yeah. uh, no, but the LX is good. It's just like too much car for me. Like I, I just bounce around the city most 
days, well, during normal times, and uh, on that trip, it got 12 miles per gallon highway, and it just, I, I mean, I knew all of this going in, that it was not, you know, a Prius by any means, but it really does seem wasteful for me, at least. Like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not using the car for what it's intended for, and not that that is an issue. I mean, you can own something, and you can own the idea of something, and that'd be fine, but if I'm going to burn through gas, I'd rather be in a car that, you know, moves quickly or something that I actually enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, uh, I think I'm narrowing down, finally, daily driving experiences and what I'm actually looking for because in the last three years, I've gone through, this is my fourth daily, uh, and I'm going to cross this one off the list. So. Full-size SUV, I always thought that'd be kind of cool, at least from an iconic spec. Uh, and I'm gonna whittle that down because I just, I don't want to turn around and see like 20 feet of car, empty car behind me. Uh, so I'd like to maybe take that up a little bit and see maybe four feet of empty car behind me, mm -hmm. which leads me to maybe my next choice, which is A, are you waiting for me to say it? 2021 Land Rover Defender 90. So when you mentioned this to me, yes. and I've been critical of the Defender, just because I don't, like, I just think it's kind of like the next LR4. I mean, it's not... I agree with you. If overly, you... It's not, I mean, it's good that it's not overly retro. It's just, yeah. it doesn't seem like very defender -y, like it has much in common with that. But when you showed me... Like, first of all, I, when you showed me, like, the build that you would do, yeah. which is the two-door, which is infinitely cooler. And the fact that, like, no one's going to buy this. No one else is going to buy the two-door. Yeah. And so you'd be bringing this into the world. Yeah. Um, is cool. And and there is a true luxury to having an SUV that doesn't need to haul children in. Yes. And, so, and that is very cool. Extremely and, inconvenient. Like, that's what makes it, yeah, you know, passengers. so much cooler than a four-door giant suv or a four-door pickup or anything the thing is that like the 110 the four-door is longer than the land cruiser is uh which is pretty astonishing uh so it is a big vehicle and I, so it's funny you said that um that it just seems kind of like the next iteration of uh discovery or of lr3 lr4 mm -hmm. because it is kind of that and i didn't you know it never appealed to me i thought it was cool uh mm -hmm. and our friend Tom has one and I drove it and it was really nice, uh, but it didn't appeal to me, I think because it was just so much car still. And right. so, I, I mean, I knew that the 90 was coming out, but it wasn't until like, I just started playing around with the configurator and I don't, I want like a really base spec, of course, with the Steelys. Uh, and I spec one out and it, you know, I've, I have not bought a brand new car in a, an extremely long time and one i have bought one brand new car and it never seems it's never made sense to me because you can just buy one that's a few years old and you don't have to i mean depreciation is kind of taken care of for you but i don't know i don't know if it's like an age thing or like my life is just like really uh stressful and busy at the moment at least as far as like work goes where i just kind of want a car i can get into yeah it's not a project mm -hmm. there aren't like 
future things I need to plan to do to this thing. Right. I just want to get in. You don't and have go. to. Well, you'll still probably end up buying like yes. struts to have stupid spares on hand. Yes. But yeah, you don't have to do that. Yes. He you says might. that because I, in the past, I have collected struts for <laughs> yeah. many cars. Uh, but this thing, okay, I do say that I say this, those concepts aren't necessarily. Uh, Things that go together, brand new Land Rover and no trouble. Right. But at least it'll be on someone else's dime when the car yeah. breaks, at least in the first four years, I think, is the warranty. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And because it depreciates probably precipitously, uh, I will need to keep the car for a while. So this will force me to keep a car for a while, I think. Yeah. Or I'll grow wary of it and just take the depreciation hit I in think, like two I years. I think having this, which you won't have to think about, you won't have to worry about, will yeah. free you to enjoy your other car or cars more. Yeah. I, so the so this is the beginning of like the mix up or the toss up, I guess. I don't know what to call it, but like, so the Celsius, I think I'm going to probably list that for sale. And that's probably a casualty of COVID a little bit because I haven't really gotten to drive it much this year. And it's just kind of sitting and you know, it needs to be maintained, insurance has to be paid. And I'm just not really enjoying it. I don't kind of foresee in the future though, like me picking up interest in that car as much as I did pre-pandemic. And so someone else will probably enjoy this much more. So that's gonna go. Uh, obviously the Land Cruiser is gonna go. Um, and it, Land Cruiser market is like inexplicably hot right now. Yes, you send me listings every I do. Day. I do that to annoy you mostly. <sighs> he just cannot stand it. But every time there's like a bring a trailer listing or a cars and bid listing, um, like these things are going for what I think is probably too much and more than I paid for it originally and so this is i say it's too much and you say no it's it's good well did you see that one identical spec to mine of course this one had like thirty six thousand miles but it sold for sixty two thousand dollars which is Wasn't insane there one that was identical spec to yours that had fewer miles that went for not much uh no all 06 pluses have been going uh, for a lot so there's one that just sold on bring a trailer with oh, two hundred thousand miles on it that one went for 20. So okay. uh, this is probably just the right time because I don't have any interest in the car anymore and someone else clearly wants one. So it's just the right time. But yeah. back to the 90. Uh, so this, our friend Daniel Sloan was the person who kind of started this conversation. For, former guest, former recorded guest. three episodes, was on two. Yes, <laughs> yep. Uh, that's funny how that works out with our guests sometimes. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's been wanting one for a daily driver, and uh, he wants a 110. And I think when he first mentioned it, I thought it was a fine idea. I thought he should have bought a Land Cruiser instead. Or I he, thought it was a dumb idea. Yeah, for him to get one? Yeah. Well, uh, but I, I was very pro Land Cruiser at the time because, again, like, why buy it? He already has an LR3 that has had some work needed mm -hmm. uh, and so why continue down that path but His hazard button switch is worn out you yes. almost can't even see the triangle on i it. know that that button now singularly lights up the uh interior at night because all the paint's worn off <laughs> but um but 
slowly but surely his idea of this thing invaded slowly? my brain slowly if you will mm -hmm. so the d90 is pretty cool i we test drove one at uh land Rover central houston they got one i want to get the steely so that's the, the four cylinder i've not test driven the four cylinder the one they had uh on hand was the inline six and it was actually decently quick yeah uh for uh what it is and I love the interior. Like it's just like, it's very durable. Uh, like it. So when I first got into, uh, before I got into our friend Tom's car, which was the first one I had sat in, I thought it was gonna be kind of cartoony, like an mm -hmm. FJ Cruiser. You know, like everything's kind of like bulky on purpose. There's a design theme that is extremely apparent, and they're just doing it all over the place. And so yeah. I thought it was gonna be kind of cartoony, but instead, it's just like really purposeful and utilitarian. Yeah. in a good way in a high quality way yeah it uses good materials yeah for the most part it's not overdone and it is like it is it looks and feels like a util like a utility vehicle but not in a sparse way right anyways uh but so kind of rounding up this whole theme of like the perfect daily driver so a small part of me still wants to get like a manual softer sports car like a 981 or a 997 or something uh and that's still a slight possibility but i think like the 90 camp the d90 camp is winning it over with me and uh i've just discovered that like the wagon was i never used it as a wagon uh so it was just like an extremely normal three series otherwise as far as the driving experience goes Land Cruiser is too big. And worse than your previous 3 Series. Yeah. Uh, which was a 330i, and it was a little bit sportier. Uh, and the Land Cruiser is just too much. It's just like, I don't need seven, you know, like seven uh, places for seven people to sit and like this vast expanse of storage uh, or the nine miles per gallon in the city. So this car, though surprisingly, this four, it's a two liter turbo, four cylinder, and it doesn't actually get that good of gas <laughs> mileage though surprisingly so it's a um i think it was rated at 1922 which is i mean loads better than it's still better than all your cars yes uh, oh yeah definitely and so it's better uh and surprisingly the inline six actually gets better highway mileage hmm. uh i think because it's a mild hybrid but I but you'll never use the highway mileage. I'll never use the feature. highway mileage anyways. So, uh, so this just makes a little bit more sense. It's a short wheelbase. And I've been kind of like, you know, many conversations ago, we were talking, like, I was obsessed with getting a short wheelbase G-Wagon, mm -hmm. uh, which probably would have been a terrible idea as a daily driver. Yeah. Uh, and, I, like, the old Defender is a little too utilitarian yeah like work or like tractor truck really uh, yeah i mean it would be another farm equipment yeah it would be another like vintage car to maintain i know and not be like i can't there'd be days where you're like oh, i don't want to get into that thing yeah so and this was kind of like an instant flip like of a switch because i truly never thought that i was going to buy a brand new car ever because it just never made sense to me but suddenly like the thought of like not having to deal with problems on a daily drive well not having to pay for problems to be fixed well, on daily driver having, and not having to like buy a 10 year old car that's not in the color you want that 
like is not exactly right and then you also like okay i've got to change the fluids i've got to change the tires yeah. i maybe have to like either fix this paint thing or live with it yeah or you know what i mean or or like up or do something with to get bluetooth like the fact that this will be like yeah. out of the box like all ready. Of, yeah for some reason all of a sudden like it just i get it clicked that like oh yeah you can just buy this and it's good to go you can like, just have it the way it should like the way you want it yeah to start. and to be able to spec a car from scratch yeah because uh, it would have to be there's just so many ways like all of the dealer inventory right now for uh, d90s are really weird like they just they spec them in with weird options uh and so i'd have to order one but that's kind of cool because i've never ordered a car uh before and so yeah i would get exactly what i want um so this might be this so might tell be us a more thing. about what it is you want because you the four cylinder with the steelies yeah 90 the 90 i really want like i i'm trying to keep the options down because it stacks up extremely quickly yeah. uh and you know i i would have loved to have just had one that was that base price which is like forty seven thousand dollars which is kind of a, it's not a bad price. That's, you know. I mean, it seems like a lot of money, but it's like in 2021, that's like. Yeah, a Camry like is a, like 40 like grand. A, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. like a medium equipped Avalon. Yeah, so you have to add some options because I, the problem is that you are spending $47,000 on a car and it should have some right. things like heated seats, which are an option. Mm -hmm. uh, and. So you have to add some things to kind of justify that it is a little bit of a pricier car. And so I ended one not too much further from that. Uh, they have one no cost paint option, which is Fuji white. And, but I want the Pangea green, Yeah, which is good. And if I want the Pangea green, I want the white top mm -hmm. because it's going to be the classic combination. So both of those are options you have to add. Uh, and like I said, heated seats are like the the thing that I want in car. I have to have in cars now, and so you have to add. You can add those separately, but then I've never had a heated steering wheel, and I want one so badly. Oh my god! I would even use it during the summer. Oh my uh, god! There's nothing better than like cranking the AC uh -huh. while your hands and bottom are warmed. Yes. Uh, and so you have to add the cold climate pack to that. That's not too bad actually, uh, and it already has like all of the off-road capability built in, but uh, you can obviously upgrade to like the uh, uh, auto terrain stuff, etc. And I don't need that, I'll never take it off-road. I'm gonna be really realistic about this build. Uh, yeah. Like it's for the city. Um, so that's basically it. It'll just be like some of the aesthetic stuff on the outside, mud flaps, of course. Will uh, you do the camera mirror? Oh, the camera mirror. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I feel like it's a thing that's going to break like within three months and mm -hmm. Land Rover would just replace it like 10 times until the warranty runs out. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's the video rear view mirror. So, and it, it is actually, it works really well. Like when you flip it between regular mirror, reflective mirror and the uh, video mirror, it like fades between the two. Oh. And so, and- like Premier effect. Yeah. Because the spare tire blocks spare tire, most of the view. Yeah, the headrest and the spare tires basically reduce the rear window visibility to like a sliver. So yeah, uh, this kind of makes sense. It's really, it's a little disorienting, but I feel like you would get used to it. Yeah. I don't know. But I was with you on the test drive. We went to yeah. one of your favorite bars. <laughs> 
naturally to see if it fit through the parking lot. We did not actually stop at the bar. We didn't stop at the bar, but yeah. we did drive through. We the passed through. Lot. I had to test it on familiar terrain. Uh, yes. So, but it was a Friday afternoon, very leisurely test drive where it was. <laughs> I always minutes. do that. You were like very surprised that like we were gone surprised. for like 30 minutes. Like I always like if if it's just me in the car, like it's not like a mm -hmm. they don't ride along with you, then I take it out for as long as like up to like an hour sometimes. Uh I mean cuz like if I feel like you're never going to get well you even in an hour you really can't get 100% feel of the car, but um but yeah, the size is perfect. Basically uh the back seats are useless. As far as like trying to get in and out of, because do you think okay, but do you like do you think it would be too wide to for parallel parking in front of Poison Girl? Oh my god! Uh, no, I don't. No, maybe it's pretty wide. It's wide. It's wider than the Land Cruiser. It's wider than the Land Cruiser. Uh, maybe no, by I think like it'll be fine. Inch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Poison Girl is a neighborhood dive bar that yeah we used to go enjoy going to in the olden days. Yes. Um and. I classically always find a space in the front. They um, they keep it open for they you. They keep it open for me, cones and all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, it would fit in the space. I guess, like, yeah, you might get sideswiped. I don't know. Probably not. What I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say that what's going around. Another reason to sell the LX is that people are like stealing the catalytic converters. Oh on God, them. there's and that yours too. Is parked outside and yeah. ripe for the taking. That is true. Well, thanks. Now you've alerted no our more your deviant address. They just have like a three listeners. block radius. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, apparently along with like Prius catalytic converters, which is happening like nationwide, uh, now they're stealing like Toyota truck catalytic converters as well. and. My car is like rear-wheel drive Toyota wagon catalytic converters are hopefully safe. Maybe we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Uh, yeah, my car also is basically set up for like easy, easy going thieving. Especially because we took off the the running. We took off the running board, yeah. and it's just like a foot of clearance underneath for them to slide under. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen before I sell it, because otherwise I will have to lie and say that yes, it does have an exhaust, and that's why. I'm, or an aftermarket exhaust, and that's why it sounds. Maybe that's what happened to the Sequoia in my neighborhood, and that's why it sounds like. Oh yeah, a maybe. Rattle trap piece of junk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not like an intentional muffler delete. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I don't. No, there's nothing intentional sounding about the Sequoia. Yeah. It is garbage. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, we'll see about. Um, I the so we're going through like the the semiconductor shortage right now and this and that and there's a like a boat stuck and lodged <laughs> in the Suez Canal though and I'm sure that that's not how these cars are shipped uh but so it takes like up to six months to get a car though which is it kind of kills a little bit of the draw Again, the joy it's so funny you were like this with the die casts too where I'm just like ooh, I love the idea like once I swallow the pill of like paying the money i love the idea of buying it and then just being surprised when it arrives at whatever point so the fact that you're like i'm not ordering a model from france like i want it here in four days yes i i need like that immediate satisfaction and i feel like when you buy a car i mean you don't pay for it until it comes but still it's like i don't know like waiting six months my mind could easily change 
that's a quarter of the time. Oh no! See, that I, would I usually the, go through. I would have the opposite. Well, I would possibly regret it and change my mind, but that's like the. It's like you've spent the money and you've gotten the satisfaction of buying it, basically, but without it letting you down yet. Yes, I suppose literally that's true. or figuratively. It, it lives in my mind heroically yeah. working. Yeah, it's like that period when you finish the test, but before you get the results. Yeah. So uh, we've had we have two friends who have one tens, and the one got some of the first one or one of the first ones, and he has had some issues. He had some issues. He had some issues. All all I guess were resolved with software updates of some kind. I think so. Boy, like, uh, yeah. similar to the comment that I had made about how Land Rover had, so this test drive uh, vehicle that we had had a power soft top. Uh, so it had like the rag top roof. And there's something about like Land Rover and first ever yeah. are two things that just don't go well together. And so, uh, and our friend Tom, who has uh, a Pangea Green 110, has a panoramic sliding sunroof. And he's, Mentioned that on occasion he will need to help it to close, uh, and this is a brand new 2020 vehicle. So uh, this car that I am specking most definitely will not have a mechanical roof of any kind. Uh, so uh, I'm sure everything will be mostly fine. Although the Fast Lane YouTube channel, if you're not familiar yet with. Uh, the social media buzz that was happening like a few months ago. They ordered a 110 for like a year-round test and uh, the car within 300 miles had to go back to the dealer because of a check engine light and it turns out they learned like a week later that the engine was no longer good and they had to replace it and so they just opted to get a new like a, just another one that was in inventory and to match options, they had the dealer install a factory winch. So they, the dealer had to order the winch. First one came, the winch was broken. They ordered a second winch, it came, and then they totaled the car installing the winch by drilling through a wiring harness that could not be replaced. Okay, you can't bring up every defender that gets totaled because the engine is bad or the wiring harness gets yes, drilled through. these are minor things. They're small things. Yes, uh, um, so it's fine. And or. And I won't get disheartened by things like, uh, I believe Tom's wife has a Range Rover and when they bought it, it had apparently a load bearing rear seat entertainment system that when that went out, the front screens also went out. So uh, that was that was a, an experimental time yes. for Land Rover. Uh, things are different now. Things are different now a yeah. year or two later. So yeah, yeah it's fine. Now I'm excited about this. Like sometimes I get a little bit like, I mean, I've had unreliable cars. I have an, unre I have an unreliable car now uh, and I'm fine, I think. I've settled with the idea. It'll be fine. It has a four year warranty. Yeah. And if it's really that troublesome, fine. I'll just be done with it when the warranty is done. Like you said, you might be able to sample Jaguar XEs. At a I was about to say, I will be very well versed in yeah. Jaguar XE loaner cars. So if you have any questions, line them up. Cause yeah. I'll, uh, You'll probably be reviewing that as many times as you did the S90 yeah, yeah. on here. Oh God, yeah. Um, well, 
Yeah. That's exciting. I am excited. And like I said, I am supportive. Like once you spec'd it, I thought it looked very cool. And it's like, yes, you should bring this into the world because uh, no one else is going to do this. I, yeah, I'm excited. I, the only thing I'm debating about on that car in particular right now is whether or not to add one or two of the off-roady things to it just in case I do want to sell it. I feel like that's something people yeah, probably want. I, I mean, I, I feel like it wouldn't, I feel like it would be helpful, but I, I don't know. Yeah. For someone wanting a 90, I don't know if it's a deal breaker. But not, and also, if there's four off-roady options, I don't know what are like the two you pick that are the most important. I don't either, because you can basically add like six or $7,000 worth of yes, yeah, off-roady of things to it. So, And I'm opting for coils, uh, coil spring suspension instead of the air. Uh, which hopefully, like, I, I'm trying to keep like the anything that runs on electricity, power yeah. powered by anything that needs power. Uh, I am trying to keep to a minimum as far as options in the car go because I feel like they they haven't quite figured that out yet at um, Jaguar Land Rover or just we call it Britain. <laughs> yes, if you will. So I know it's a trope, but I mean a mm. quick Google. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. So that's that. That's that. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a note here. I wanted to talk about my YouTube. Yes. I, I wrote you, Rube. Yeah. So that's what you refer to me as. I do. You speak to me like how Mr. Burns talks about Homer. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't about. know my name and you say, you know. Listen, Corey. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, yeah, it's been one year since I started wow. making a YouTube video. Capturing the Machine, the YouTube series, is one year old? It's one year old. I can't believe. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I started, it was weird. I started right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. What a like, good way to, like, to spend the time in lockdown making yeah. videos at home. Well, the first few months, I was, I guess I was like either more productive, which is very unlikely, yeah. or I was just like slow with other work and I could like put in the time and do those videos. And like, I was doing like, I was doing one, like one a week for yeah. a couple of weeks. And then like, that's like impossibly. And if you're not familiar, Kevin's YouTube channel is an ASMR channel where yeah. he rubs two balloons together for hours at a time and then pops <laughs> them. So uh, that would be, that would be more successful. Yeah. Unfortunately it is, uh. Cars. Car things. But it's, it, I mean, initially it was like, my initial thinking was like, oh, this is going to be like car experiences and photography. And I realized like no one cares about me talking about like something I did. Yeah. Like, but I do have a value to offer of photography. And yeah. I like no, sharing it's great. it. And, and uh, thank you. you actually put effort into the, like the video production. Well, I, I know, like, I know that I'm not good on camera and like, I know I'm not a good presenter and it's really hard. Like, it's really hard to, um, be concise and speak and know what you're talking about and have it seem natural and all that. And I can't do that. So, but I can get the words out and deliver it. And then I like put as much time as possible into editing and having supplemental footage and yeah. having graphics and having titles and having things. And, yeah. I, and I love all that stuff. Like I love, um, I mean, it's really, it's it's weird where when I started doing this and I was like, this is really like a culmination of like all of my skills, except like I said, I have no presentation skills. But, um, you know, starting starting my professional career with purely graphic design and then doing photography. And then it's like this marries those things yeah, in, for a, sure. in a very satisfying way for me where it's like, yeah, I can do the graphics and make it look good. And yeah. I can, 
Um, and I've figured enough about editing. And uh, so it's been, it's been pretty fun. Like, yeah. and so I just put out a new video about iPhone photography, which is based on a lesson I did for Lincoln, for Ford Media, yeah. or for Lincoln Media. And I've done it for Ford, for, for media. Um, and it's out there for people to take in but it's just it's just how i took iphone photos for years um like all the tricks and ways that i did it and you know it's very satisfying and it was like a flex for me to say you know to show examples not like oh isn't this the greatest photo in the world but it's like isn't this pretty good for like i put like oh this was shot on an iphone 5 or oh most of these were shot on like iphone 6 and it's like it doesn't show that i'm amazing or that the iPhone, it's not a commercial for the iPhone. Absolutely not. It's not saying you need an iPhone. It's saying like, well, the iPhone 6 is long mini clips. It's about what you do with it. Yeah. How you use the camera. Well, yeah. And that's, it's like a general, I don't even want to say rule. I hate like rules of photography, but like. I've it got is, lots of rules. Oh yeah. Uh, but it is, it's not the equipment. I mean, the equipment like helps in a way. Yeah, but, the equipment will help you. And if you're like, but it won't make for a good right. photograph. You've got to know how to use it. Yeah. The, the, when the equipment helps you is when it's like, you know, the conditions aren't right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's that's what being a professional photographer is. Like, being a good photographer is someone that can get, like, a really good shot. Yeah. But being a professional is when it's like, okay, well, the conditions are this. Like, it's two in the afternoon and it's the light is this yeah. and you the location is this. And, like, can, what can you do with that? Because that's sometimes you find yourself in that situation, not yeah. through your own. You know what I mean? It's like being able to deliver yeah. in the circumstance. And that's where the gear will help you. But yeah. you, you need to know how to use it and how to optimize the advantages. Yeah. Um, and shooting on an iPhone just shows you, like... Oh, it's there's so much potential here. There's, and it, it, you know, you're limited to like basically one lens. Well, I mean, yeah, or three, but mm-hmm. uh, but you're Two, you're forced to th- if I count usable ones. Yes, if you uh, but if you boil it down to what it is, I mean, you don't have a lot of options, and you're forced to instead compose the photo and like think about like right what else like to improve the photo. It's not like playing around with settings and like switching out lenses. Like, right, right. That doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's like, how can I look at this differently to create something interesting Yeah, that like no one else would see? Yeah. So you have a thousand followers now. You've crossed yeah, over. It's hard. It is, you know, I was a little shocked initially that like it's hard to get to convert an audience from like Instagram to YouTube. And that's not me saying like oh i deserve to have more followers or anything it's just like i recognize that like it is a commitment to yeah. uh subscribe to something on youtube yeah. versus instagram follow is maybe a little more passive a little bit like more like sure you yeah. know um so i it's yeah i mean it's uh it's a whole different thing it's been yeah. it's been fun to learn about and yeah uh experiment and definitely at least get better with video editing and it's so much work. It's so too, much work. Because it combines many things like audio, visual, and you're also doing like the graphic presentations. And yeah. So it, you are literally using all the mediums that yeah. you've been dabbling in. But I mean, what takes so long is just the, the time and like watching it and editing. Like, yeah. And, and me like digging up, like finding clips, finding, yeah. you know, finding clips that I've shot, finding footage or finding still images and, and 
formatting them and putting them in there that's that takes so much time like yeah. i think i uh, this is why people have unpaid interns yeah i know you need to find one i'm just too much of like a control person i guess yeah that intern will be miserable yes yeah uh no but congratulations on the year mark and the thousand oh thank uh, you follower crossover thank you yeah i've got i've got some more you know things i want to do and um it's you know exciting I, I definitely had to slow down the pace from I mean, from last spring when i started and i was able to do more but um you know i'm focused and it, it also doing photography tutorials requires more yeah <laughs> like more footage like more preparation than oh, yeah. just like oh here's like a thing you know i did or whatever you yeah know? so i mean i'm, I'm happier doing it if it provides value yeah um but and you got some good feedback yeah i've gotten really good feedback yeah um including I, the guy who told you like why don't you look cooler yeah i wasn't gonna bring it up as a sore subject <laughs> but yeah a guy was like you yeah, know you should uh like you know like i, I like watching stuff I like watching cool cars I like watching you know like cool people like what if you you know what if you were more cool looking or what if you were better more attractive and i'm like yeah i should i, I want to know what that. that guy meant like is he sending you like pick like links to ed hardy shirts or oh, like oh, yeah tribal tattoo <laughs> I, design ideas i don't know that is a, a question um yeah all the all the feedback i get is like very positive which is very cool yeah um so grateful for yeah all of that well people can follow you uh on YouTube at Doug DeMiro. <laughs> and yes. like and subscribe. Yes. Yeah. But it's just, I, I don't even, like on YouTube, is it an at handle? It is a no. Okay. It is. I mean, like, I guess you can just type it in the search bar. You type it in the search bar, but after, like, it's like, it's like youtube.com, like, slash C for creator slash capturing the machine. Okay. But just search for it or, or we'll, yeah. we'll have a link. But um, if you're listening to this, you probably already are aware and you've either decided to follow or not to follow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I get it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. But check out the latest one. I'm really, I'm very proud of that one. Um, it was uh, a lot of information packed into like not even seven minutes and, you know, examples. And I shot with the Lexus LC, uh, which was a cool camera car to shoot with yeah um, uh you had that for the last week yes yeah, yeah. and uh, that's a good car by it's, the way it's really good it's like man like of course like idiot like idiot car enthusiast brain is like oh i wish these were cheap you know, I wish these were used and cheap, but like they're oh, not. But it's like it is a it's, it's a very a... compelling car. If you're if you're I, I guess if you're like wanting a like sporty car that's comfortable, but you also want to keep it a long time and you're never gonna track it, it's like yeah, no, there's there's not a lot of competition for it because no. everything's gone so aggressive yeah. and like performance oriented. This is more like an Aston, it would be a cheap Aston too. It's like an Aston in like the DB9 sense. Yeah. Like I think the DB11 is more, DB11 is twice expensive and, yep. and, and mo like more performance yeah. oriented. So, and this is like, because it does have its aggressive side too, which is kind of cool. Uh, I, I think driving wise, it, 
is a correct like it has a throaty engine that makes noise and it has yeah. 471 horsepower but it's never it's never like a it's hard, hard yeah. experience it's very compliant like it's, over it's, roads it's very, it's very supple like it's, even you know it, it, like it, but it but it has a very uh, exotic special yeah. look to it so which is weird that i remember like uh a bunch of people were invited to maybe it was laguna seca i don't remember what it was but they were invited to a track Mm -hmm. for the introduction and that seems like the wrong place totally totally. like i mean yeah you can drive around fast sounds good but it, it's not going to be good on the track i don't so, think so yeah I, I don't think it's tuned to i, I no. don't know i don't think it's tuned to be good on the track and i wouldn't no. want it to be yeah so that's yeah this like, kind of, i think it's very good around town because it's not tuned to be good on a track yeah is this like on like the sl mercedes is no longer like I don't think people hold that in their minds as this classic GT cruiser. No, the last generation is so hideous. Yeah, like it, it's just lost and, its and, way. And then yeah, the AMG GT is basically taken over as far yeah. as like. Well, and, and and that's a good point. Is that like the SL, like the SL was an elegant option, and Mercedes Benz has seemingly like pushed away buyers that want a luxury experience that's like not an yeah. amg experience yeah. like it's almost like there should be a fork in the sl lineup where it's like the 550 or whatever they're calling it is like just as developed yeah it's not like the poor person option it's like just as developed but it's like a purely like a like a scaled down maybach experience yeah yeah um and you don't see i don't think you get that i, I think, think it's, it's just like the base i think they have so many redundant products then that kind of fill that void because the s class convertible yeah would be that like this I elegant guess. i guess luxurious coupe. Well, i still feel like they or a convertible. I, I still feel like there's the base which we look down at MQ for buying in like the amg yeah you know i feel i i, I feel like there's nothing special like they they want you to feel that there's nothing special about the non-fast version. Yeah. I think that is strange. But so Lexus, I feel, so we were talking about how this is kind of like the car when people kept asking like, oh, well, you know, all that stuff that they put in the LFA, like where did it go? And I feel like this, this is where it was leading to. This is the trickle down result of like that yeah. exercise in but a way it has a carbon fiber roof not for i think to me it's just like look at this cool texture you know yeah. look at this cool we use fine materials it uses fine materials everywhere the interior is amazing like the interior is oh very yeah nice. it is fantastic um it's a very good design interior yeah and good materials extremely high nice, quality nice place to be yeah uh but yeah it's but yeah, the roof is carbon fiber. Not I, my perception is not like to have better lap times. It's just like and it's, a cool use of materials. It's just like on the, you extremely, know extremely texture. Yeah, and it's extremely heavy, so that roof isn't going to really shave off right. much uh, percentage wise. But uh, but yeah, just like just the way that it looks too. Even though the LFA didn't have like the spindle grill, but I feel like this has that kind of like muscular shape. Yeah, it's it. very LFA in profile. I yeah. mean, it really it is like a concept car yeah, in it real life, which is cool. And it's such a solid, it's such a solid idea of a car that I actually wonder if these will depreciate much, if at all. Yeah. And that, you know, like, this is not quite the same, but like, 
when Lexus does do something well, they tend to hold value. Like the GSF yeah. holds its value. I think the ISF. ISF holds value. Like, I think well, this I mean, car that, is going to be that same. It's I, not gonna I, be we talk about this, but the ISF is so funny. I mean, it's like when the ISF came out, it, its contemporary was the M3, yeah. E90 M3 with the V8. Yeah. All day long, the M3 was like the better car on yeah. track, the more hardcore car, the more exciting engine. The, yeah. Bet you know you could get a manual. Um, it looked better. Yeah. Now, yeah. no one wants that M3. I mean, that M3 is almost worthless. Yeah. And the ISF holds its value because it's like, okay, 10 years later, Lex you want the one with plastic valve covers or we, you want the Lexus? We have to talk about, like, well, there's always, a, I think there's still a place for the, the E90 M3. But, I, I say, but I'm not saying it's a bad car, but I'm no, no, saying no, no. It, is, it scares people off. I think it's, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it has and like. That factors, when you factor into a car, when you're, you know, if you're talking about a $100,000 car, yeah, maintenance is not going to scare someone off, but on a. Twenty to twenty-five thousand right. dollar car, like well, nightmare it, maintenance. It suffers from like that era of German engineering where there is at least one or two modes, at least, of catastrophic engine failure. Yes. Uh, and the E ninety, unfortunately, suffers yes. from potential uh, catastrophic engine failure. And I don't know if that's why people uh, view these two cars differently. But moreover, we should talk about. Why I think Lexus is having like this resurgence, or not even a resurgence, they're just now becoming interesting cars. Like, not as like you talked about this in the last one. Did I? Yes. But but it's true though. I mean, this we're talking about it in the same way where it is an interesting car. Uh, mm -hmm. Or no, I'm sorry. I should say like if you want something that's reliable, vaguely exciting when you want it to be, because mm -hmm. you know an E90 M3. Is a good car to drive. It's a good city car too, if you want it to be. It can be compliant if mm -hmm. you don't uh, put super aggressive suspension on it. Uh, but you do always have that maintenance looming over you, mm -hmm. and uh, it just isn't as relaxing to own. So if you have like other cars, that Lexus proposition is kind of nice in that yeah if you get an isf it's fast it can be loud if you want it to be but also it's extremely reliable yeah uh i saw that one and i probably mentioned it on the podcast before but there was one with three hundred thousand miles on it yeah and i it, i looked at the maintenance history because they had made that available and it was all dealer serviced and nothing major like brakes wow. on occasion like a you know a belt or something yeah but i believe it that's insane it's amazing yeah so that's a good trade. I, when you talk about it, of course, in period when the car came out, it yeah. was hard to say, oh, you know. Right. No, that, I mean, that's why I say that. Like, I think you wouldn't have chose, you probably wouldn't have chosen the M3 outright new, but it's like the Lexus ISF buyers. I mean, that's the last laugh is where well, this was, yeah. this is kind of like in retrospect, this is a more, you know, a more appealing car for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I like. Okay. I have one more question for you. Yes. Switching gears. Yes. With the automatic seven speed of that ISF. Yes. Um, Will asked me, mm -hmm. what is the most Dieter Bombs car? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Naturally, so, I came to you. Yes. So <laughs> Dieter, Dieter Rams is a uh, industrial designer and I said Ram. I said Dodge Ram. He Will was not satisfied. Oh my God! I said Dieter Rams Laramie Longhorn. If you will, yeah, Dieter Rams Dodge Ram edition. Mm -hmm. 
so Dieter Rams, industrial designer, he's still alive, uh, and he uh, most okay. famously, yes, uh, live in peace. Mm -hmm. um, he most famously designed products for uh, Braun. Braun, and yes, it's the same Braun that a lot of people would think, like, oh, just generic shavers, but if you look up his stuff, like the ones, the products that he designed, they're so simple, and so iconic within the design community that Jonathan Ive of Apple actually was inspired by like just these old radios and shavers and whatever that he had designed that like the original iPod uh, was inspired by uh, Dieter Ram's design, like the calculator. The calculator app, yeah. Yeah, it was designed by Dieter Ram's calculator. Like, yeah. and so, a long descriptor short it's just that he's like extremely he's not minimalistic it's that he only designs as much as necessary so there's no ornamentation and there's kind of beauty in that that's a good dis distinction yeah people use minimalistic to mean like people misuse that word yeah yeah they do there's a lot of misunderstanding about that movement in general but yeah he, his designs are not meant to be interpreted as minimalistic Anyway, so what car would that be? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, throughout throughout time, you know, like all cars. All cars. We'll throw out a suggestion. Yeah. But I'd like to see what you come up with first. Oh my goodness. This is a thinker. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come up with one off the fly. Okay. Something that is just like pure what of design. What's that? This question was in the notes. Oh, well, I didn't read the notes, so <laughs> I never giving, do. It's giving hard time. Yeah. Um, pure of design. Um, yeah. Simplistic without ornamentation. Uh, that's a hard one because everything has everything a has ornamentation. But yeah, every, but yeah. Hmm. What is a car that's just so pure and so simple, and it is exactly what it is? I almost no. Ooh. Hmm. I almost. Want to air towards uh, a Volkswagen of some era? Original Golf. Yeah, the original Golf. Original Golf. But that's very utilitarian. Uh, I'm like, it might even be like the Beetle, maybe oh. the new Beetle. Even I don't know. Like, interesting. Where it's such a pure design. I don't know. I mean, I. What about like an E9, like BMW? Too much ornamentation. Too much emotion, okay. honestly. So what Will suggested yeah. was the 914. Okay. When when you view the, in, I, I think from an interior perspective, yeah. definitely. Sure. Because like yeah. those, the chairs, the seats are so like, yeah. like so futuristic, like sculpture. Yeah, I agree um, with you. you know, it is you a know, pure from, car. Like just really out of like, yeah. they're like out of the, they don't seem to fit with the era. They're so yeah, yeah. like movie props. I'll agree with you. And a lot of Dieter Rams' designs like are very retro futuristic too. Mm -hmm. And I'd say I'd agree with that that the 914 is very retro futuristic. Yeah. Uh, I still can't lock down a specific car that I could think of, but I I'm narrowing it down to it's going to probably be a Volkswagen or maybe even an older Audi product of some kind, where mm. it's just like a really it's not meant to be okay. exciting here's the thing yes there are no audis that are good oh my pre, god like b5 a4 i'll go with you on that uh so but that's what i mean an older audi of some kind so it'd be like a 90s audi 
Maybe right. even the A8. Ooh, okay. Okay, so you're saying that era. So, yeah. so the era, I'm, you're within the era. I'm not, I'm yeah, I'm not talking of like current day. You're, but you're not talking about like the Audi 5000 or some shit. Oh, no, no. Fuck that. No, like the heavily Volkswagen based ones, no. Yeah, so, I can't, well the ones, oh. I, I don't know the names when it's like the Audi okay. 6000. I have some, I posit you this. These are a little more complicated, but that's fine, I think. But, so the S8, I think, is a really pure design. There's just, it's nothing more than exactly what it needs to be and because there are no flourishes i like, mean you can say that about the e38 maybe you know what uh, the, i don't think the like i consider the interior and uh i think there's a little bit of flourish there and it's meant to be a little bit sporty as yeah. is noted with the sporty shorty designation yes uh, that was the official badge okay wait i've got it so along the lines and this has been floating in my head as i was talking about the a8 but the Phaeton. Oh. I think that is probably the most, it's like so well engineered, but it oh, doesn't yeah. look like anything more than oh, yeah. it actually is. When you said it, like a, uh -huh, like, yeah. like the Dirk Diggler neon light up sequence Every, happened. It's, that's it, yeah. that's it. I think that's it. Everything in that car makes so much logical sense from a design standpoint, and it's not exciting, but it's also not boring. I think that's a really good answer. So I think there, that's, that's really my good. answer. No, no, I love that. That, that fits, that, that, no, that's my answer too. I'm actually curious <laughs> if Dieter Rams has a car <laughs> and what that car would be. Hmm. Yeah. It's probably well, Jody. I've had like a Bentley Brooklyn's or something, or a Mulsanne or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a really weird choice. I wouldn't yeah. have expected that. But uh, and Steve Jobs had the so he had the Mercedes SL. Dan, that the ether, when I threw out the E thirty eight suggestion, that reminded me what Daniel told me. He uh, so last year, uh, a year ago, at the beginning, like right before the pandemic, yeah. I drove with Daniel. Uh, his E thirty eight was here in Houston. Yep, we drove it to Portland. Yep from Houston and uh, he has since sold that car, but um, his, so his 2007 series, 740, he was looking back at the pictures I took, like the, you know, the mm. real camera pictures, I guess. And he noticed, he was like, you never really took like any detail shots. Like everything was just kind of like the whole car or like a crop, but it was like, there's no, like, is he's like, it's because there, there's not really any details that are like noteworthy on the car like the, you know yeah. maybe just some, like you know like you get like a reflection on the hood but yeah. it's like it's all true it's, it's all very slim. so simple yeah and it's not like ooh, like i'm gonna get like this exotic taillight because the taillight's so plain yeah but it's just the over this the stunningness the the beauty is in the proportion sure. and the shape and the form yeah. well and it not, is like you know the perfect shape of uh and car yeah <laughs> like yeah there's just nothing like the proportions are perfect it yeah. is a sedan yeah like there's no mistaking that and i feel like that's the same i think the same applies to the uh a8 of that era as well yeah well that's why i mentioned this that, yeah. that's what inspired me to mention this i mean yeah similar proportions and yeah there's if you were to take, to take a picture of that car there's just nothing like that you would focus on like ooh you know beautiful headlights or like right, ooh, right, you exactly know that. S side surfacing there is none it's just a sl slab basically on the side yeah but that's the appealing thing yeah yeah that's an interesting comment 
than that Daniel had made. It was interesting he picked up on that and that like, yeah, I didn't even realize that. And also, I mean, we were in exotic, like cool places. But yeah, yeah it wasn't, you know, it was, just, it was cool to show the car in these places and show it wide and show well, the form. That was during the time too that of like when car companies did small, medium, large, much better. Right, yeah, it was a sausage of different lengths. That yeah. was the criticism. <laughs> yeah. That was the criticism, which now it's like, well, now they're doing it again, but they're bad. doing it again, but they're doing it worse. Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. they literally all look the same now. Well, at least Mercedes, yeah, is doing the small, medium, large thing uh, not so well. But yeah, um, yeah, but with that car though, it is that car was more about the size and the presence of the BMW design language. So you had it was basically the same design language as the three series of that era and so if you're used to seeing a three series a seven series must have just been so opulent looking yeah. just due to its size yeah but that car is gone and he's also sold his e46 m3 yeah uh, the cabriolet he, yes yeah so i refuse to call it a vert mm. it's a very forum word in my brain like so is lci yeah i don't use that you don't? I do, but yeah. <laughs> how else do you know? Uh, okay. How else can you tell the difference? Okay, well, I, you know, uh, I never say this mm -hmm. at the end of one of these. Mm -hmm. This was fun. Oh my God, was it? Yeah. I guess. This is good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess we are coming to the end of a yes an episode here. You took the hint. Uh, a pod, I think that's a pod is what we call it so some do some do anyways thanks for listening to us banter there was no specific uh topic yet once again but we do love to sure babble was yeah we're good babbling there's an abundance of topics i guess yeah, yeah yeah that's good banter good banter yeah one might say i we should i that's how i'd like us to be described as opposed to uh still on which was the best praise we <laughs> received. So hey, I I'm proud of that least satisfying content trophy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, do follow us on Instagram at new for ninety six. Uh, this will all be in the notes. Yeah. Same on Twitter. Email us on the Gmail. Yeah. All that. You know. You know it. We know it. You know it. Yep. Anyways, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>